great weekend, we hope, and for you and yours. Anyway, I am Mick. You know that. Well, my guest this week, someone that I would, I'm really interested in hearing his story. Uh, this young man didn't play a regular season game in a Cherokee uniform, but he was with the club for, uh, for quite some time as uh, uh, goalie number three. And he was uh, a guy that, uh, well, I, let's just say he was very well thought of and by the teammates and everything like that. And uh, I just, uh, like I said, there's a lot of interesting little things I want to talk to him about during this whole thing about his journey through that whole time that he was, uh, that he was there that year in Toledo. And that is one Mr. Ben Wright. Sir, how, Ben, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to hear my story. And, you know, I hope uh, if anyone hears, uh, they're either inspired or they just want to do better in their lives as well. So I, I appreciate the time. Yeah, you know, I just uh, I was thinking about this whole idea that, you know, you look at, you know, things from perspectives of uh, always trying to be a you know, wanting to play, you know, build your career, that kind of thing and whatnot. And it, it was just an interesting, like I say, it was just an interesting story for you because, um, well, first of all, uh, just for folks that don't know, what year did you play? Were you in Toledo? I should say. Sure. It was the, uh, 2004, 2005 season. Okay. And I just remember you're now you're from, you were from, uh, downstate Illinois, correct? Um, that was, I believe the, the Reeves brothers, uh, but I, I actually was right from the suburbs of Chicago, um, not too far from some of your other opponents uh, that you played <laughs> against, but <laughs> actually that we played against. But um, yeah, I just um, I, suburbs of Chicago, northern area, uh, grew up a uh, Hawks fan my entire life. And, um, you know, just uh, big hockey roots right around that time. I think uh, Taze and Kane had just gotten to the team and uh, hockey was really reignited around that time, actually. So it's uh, it was a good time to be a hockey player and a hockey fan. No question about it. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I was thinking about, you know, back then, you know, of course, hockey, of course, it, being here, being in Red Wings country, mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, it's, uh, it, 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 that was a great, that was a great rivalry, especially when Detroit was in the Western Conference. So, you know, I can appreciate that from both ends. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, please. That's the whole purpose of this thing is for us to be able to talk at length. We don't have to worry about talking in sound bites or any of that other crap. We can just have fun <laughs> just kibitzing along as we go. Gotcha. But, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, you know, uh, the Hawks always had the hardest time getting to the second, third round of the playoffs. Um, and I remember one of my buddies said, they're only going to be able to do it if they can go through Detroit. And it was the year that they finally beat them in the playoffs when they met up that they'd finally won the cup. And then after that, you know, they, they went on the run and they, you know, they won three or so in the last, um, you know, like a 10 year span or whatever. But um, I always tell uh, all Detroit fans and anyone's listening, uh, we appreciate you moving to the Eastern Conference. It was very, <laughs> <laughs> it was very rough playing you guys. <laughs> so yeah, no uh, question. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun, though, man. It was a great time. Like I said, it was a great ride. So tell me about you. How old were you when you put on a pair of skates? Um, let's see. I actually didn't start skating until I was about uh, 14. Um, my dad was always a big hockey player. Um, my parents had split, but, um, you know, I just always had that love for hockey. I was always a hockey fan. I play a little roller hockey, but, um, I think that might've been kind of what always kept me that step behind was that when I was around, you know, I started at 14, um, my first time, uh, got some pads that someone loaned me and, um, I had, 
Um, if anyone knows that's a goalie, um, I had forward skates on, which are better for going forward and back, not side to side. And um, I remember after the first day of trying to do those T pushes and those slides and those butterflies, I'm like, I need real skates. And so I caught the bug real early on. Um, I was inspired by a guy named Sam Dodaro as my first goalie coach. And um, he'd actually, um, not too dissimilar from my story that you're explaining, um, he just had practiced his way on up. He started when he was 18, um, his first pair of skates. And um, he went on to be on the practice squad for the Hawks. Um, thinking, thinking me the practice team. And uh, that's about as far as he got. But it was just, uh, he just, I remember him telling me, he's like, hey, if you just work really, really hard, and you skate and you play your best, like you'll get even better every time you hit the ice. And that really stuck with me. And there was nothing that could tell me that when I was 14, moving on to 18, that like I wasn't going to go play pro after that. Um, you know, it's a, it's a little more, um, you know, I think by the time I got to the junior level, I kind of realized the level that we were at. And, um, you know, and I just I had to put a little more effort in. Um, but I think that was just kind of something that stuck with me. And to speak a bit about why you were, you know, why people really liked me on the team was, I always kind of um, busted my busted my butt, so to speak. I, I always worked hard, and um, I always try to keep the uh, other two goalies honest best I could in the skating drills and stuff. You know, I was like, if I'm not going to play, I'm going to try to take your spot. You know, it was, and they're both incredibly talented goalies. Um, uh, you know, John Sitton and uh, Tony Corsini. But uh, I just uh, I really appreciated that. Um, that was something that you can't take away. You know, that's not something that's not talent. That's just something inside you, and that's something I've always kind of brought with myself. Yeah, you know, and that was the thing. I think that's why so many of the, the your teammates thought so highly of you was because of the fact that not only were you a hard worker, but the idea that, that still your attitude, I mean, you brought a really good attitude into that that locker room and it made a big difference because I, you know, I don't re- I don't remember a ton of of uh, things uh, of over 20 years worth of stuff, <laughs> but I remember bits and pieces here and there. And one of the things I always remembered was, uh, was people talking about you saying that, you know, you always had a, uh, you were always a funny kid. You were, uh, you were always someone who made, you know, lighten the room up a bit and, and always had a smile on your face and you made, you know, you, you brought a good attitude and it, and it, it permeated the locker room. So that's, you know, that's one of the big things that I remember very much. Uh, and you know, the other thing, of course, being the fact that, as you mentioned, being a hard worker, uh, that team was probably a, I would best described as a very hardworking team. There were some talented guys on there, but they, I mean, that was a team that had to work hard to get what it got. And it did, it did well, but they worked really hard, uh, to get some, uh, positive, positive, uh, play, you know, positive wins and also some success uh, because, again, some of those guys, uh, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to think, 2004, 2005, who were some of the players that you played with uh, back then? Who were some of your teammates? Sure. Uh, well, of course, the man, the legend, uh, Tommy Higgins, um, Matthew, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew Zach Ferris. Uh, he was actually my roommate, um, and he was uh, alternate captain. You know, they kind of switched it up most games. Um, this is kind of how the team was. Uh, mm-hmm. But Fer- Ferris kind of rolled into that captain position. And, um, I also taken that kind of seriously that my roommate was the captain, even though I was the third string. So I knew that he came with a level of respect that I had to maintain. And so that's kind of why I brought that, that a game, so to speak. But, um, let's see, uh, Corey, Abby Glenn, um, I mentioned the two goalies, uh, John Sin, Tony Corsini. Um, I see Dan Bujacki was on the team. I had, uh, 
uh, Bart Reeves, we called him Radar. <laughs> wow. Uh, Mike Maneri, uh, Jared Siganuk, uh, Chris Lanciano, uh, the two Bash brothers from the East Coast. I remember. Um, oh, yeah. And that was the year. I, and uh, AJ Jensen, another, I, I, of course, remember the defenseman. And um, one of my, uh, one of the most talented defensemen I've ever met or played with was uh, Philip Rauch. Um, that, that, that man, uh, he could, he could skate both ways. He could shoot, he could, he could do it all. And, uh, and what I kind of remember mostly about that team, cause I traveled around, um, obviously there was a, there was a team in Chicago, um, that I could try out for. And I just wasn't very impressed by the organization, so to speak, even though I could drive the rink from my house. And then, uh, I tried out for quad cities. I tried out for Peoria, um, you know, and I came to Toledo and, um, as actually a coach of Arga, um, and, uh, Kins, uh, Kinsey, Kinsley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Brian Kinsella. Yep. Uh, def- defensive coordinator, so to speak. Uh, they both invited me out to watch one of their playoff games. And, um, I came to the game, I sat in the stands with my mom and I remember watching and, um, I just loved this is, again, this is the season before I played, but I just loved the, um, there was like, there was a passion. There was love. Like every time they scored, uh, the coaches jumped on the players and everybody hugged each other. You know, it was just like, and that was that, that feeling. I was like, man, I, I like this, you know, like, like this is what I was looking for. You know, this is like where I want to put my efforts, you know? And, um, and so, uh, a lot of those guys too, from that team, uh, they came from that, um, that double a or sorry, the triple a team where they won nationals and, uh, they'd all played together. A lot of them. So, uh, they had a good, they had a good flow. It was a good core to that team. And then, um, you know, they did a good job, uh, of picking up guys, and I forgot what they said, but they said, I want all my defensemen to be over 200 pounds and over six foot. And I just remember all of them being monsters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember all, every single one of them were monsters. All of them could fight, you know, and it was just like, I felt safe, you know, as a goalie. That. <laughs> so, so, you know, it was like, uh, that I was, it was more, you know, as opposed to when I was, I was picking other teams, I was going around, I was trying out, I was doing these camps, but, um, you know, I was like, maybe I'll play here, maybe I'll play there. And then when I got to Toledo, I was like, I hope they let me play here, you know, um, Toledo was second only to St. Louis, which, you know, we'll get to that when we get to the cup game, but mm-hmm. uh, it, they were pretty untouchable. But um, that team was just, um, I just liked the way it was put together. And then um, the guys were just, a lot of them were just hometown guys that just loved to play the game. And um, it made it easy to want to be a part of that and want to like put my best foot up and my best efforts forward. You know, but, you know, Ben, the other thing too is, you know, you mentioned some of those guys. It's, it's pretty funny when you consider that, AJ Jensen was, I think, the only one that wasn't six foot, but he still was yeah. a tank. Oh yeah, well, I think I think he put on there that he was he was six foot, but he was more like a five eleven, five ten guy. But uh, that guy, uh, he was again, six foot. He might he might have tickled six foot in the skates, <laughs> and that's that's being generous. Put it this but way: don't I, I, don't tell him he's not six foot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know him very well because uh, not only when he played in Toledo, but later on, and we're friends to this day because his dad. His dad, uh, years after he after he played in Toledo, his dad came back and was my color analyst for several years, for a number of years. Wow. And yeah, so yeah, Mitch Jensen came back and uh, I, I he, he did such a fantastic job and he really did. And I, he made my job easier. And so, you know, I couldn't have done what I did without him. And he was just that good. So, you know, but AJ and I still keep in touch. And, uh, you know, so and I try to, you know, keep in touch with uh, about his dad and stuff from time to time and everything. So, yeah, all that stuff is good. Uh, Lanciano. Oh, my God. Now, if you do you remember, he could that guy could talk and yeah. talk. And talk. <laughs> I remember we we were on a bus uh, bus trip and I'm trying to remember where we went, but it was like about a I think it might have been Peoria. And it was like a, you know, 
about six, seven hours, whatever it is, to get to Peoria. And we're coming back. And Lance and I were sitting next to each other and because uh, it was a crowded bus that that bus trip i don't know if it was a fan bus trip or what but we had a we were we were, bit, we were packed so anyway he was sitting next to me and he wanted to, and so he started talking to me and he asked me a few questions and i got maybe two maybe three answers in and he just started rolling <laughs> he started rolling and i'd say about maybe three hours later <laughs> That, but that was Lance, man. He just he loved to talk. And yeah, he, I, well, I know him. You know, from uh, you know, he he was from Philly, and uh, Jared was. You know, they were buddies, and they came together. And I, I always called them the Bash Brothers because um, both of them were just incredibly fit. You know, just mm-hmm. very. You know, you know, you know, you know. There's guys that are in shape. There's guys that are muscular, and there's guys that are athletes. And these guys were just. You know, we talk. I, I just remember uh, Jared had. Um, very small shoulder pads, but his shoulders were still the size of everyone you know, <laughs> out there. And um, but I would call them the you know the Bash Brothers, you know, and because uh, they were you know they team up and you know as much as Lanciano talked, you know, Jared was more of the silent guy, and um, it was just one of those things where again you, they paired them up. It was just they had their history, and it was just um, you know there we go, we got a, we got a defensive pair right there, you know. And so another cool thing, you know, just um, these cool little nuances on the team, you know, um, to have these guys that were just like already a, a set pair to then come to the team to be another line, you know? So, um, and now uh, those two guys and, uh, me and Ferris and, um, and Maneri were always the, uh, you know, those are the guys I hung out with outside of the rink, you know, and, uh, those, those guys kind of became my brothers. And so, uh, I, I really miss them. I, again, I still talk to Maneri to this day, but I, I haven't really talked to the other guys, but, um, I, I would say I was in the best shape of my life when I came back from Toledo, just doing those workouts with those guys. And, you know, just, uh, you know, I think Lanciano's father was a police officer. So he's, you know, very strict regimen, very just, uh, you know, just, you just had what it took to move in that direction. Well, Chris is a police officer now in Philly as well. I don't doubt that for a minute. <laughs> he is. So, you know, we keep in touch on Facebook and stuff. And uh, I don't know where Jared is, but he played hockey. He played in uh, the SPHL for a little while. And and then uh, I don't know what happened to him after that. I have not, not. Well, Chris keeps in touch with him. I know that they're still tight to this day. But yeah. uh, I have I have not uh, I have not heard from uh, from Jared in a while. Ziggy was. I'll never forget Ziggy. Uh, this was when we were at, at nationals mm-hmm. uh, in. I think we were in Philadelphia that year, and uh, that we went to nationals. And I drove out. I didn't ride the bus. And so I'm out there and we went, I think, I don't know if we were at a, we're at the hotel. We're getting ready to go to dinner or something. And I go out to my car and Ziggy had uh, silly stringed my car. And I'm sitting there. Get out of here. (laughs) No, he did. I could have killed him with a good heart and stuff, but uh, I had to laugh. I mean, he got me, you know, I mean, most of the guys, usually when you pull the pranks and stuff like that, and there's, we can talk about that too. There, you know, usually it's stuff like you know, you te- you razz the rookies, you you know, whether it's leaners or or whatever, you know, you you, you razz them with the late night phone calls and crap like that. But uh, but Ziggy, yeah, I'll never forget that. He, I walk out to my car and it's covered. I mean, covered. Not he didn't use just a little. He completely covered it in silly string. And uh, it took me I don't know how long to get that crap off, but. You know, he, he denied it, but I knew it was him. 
and stuff. And then later he kind of, he just laughed and smiled when I, when I told him and, uh, but, uh, you know, we both laugh about it later and stuff, but yeah, he, he got my dander up. That was one of the few times I ever had my dander up about anything and stuff like that, you know, to have him do that. But yeah, that was, that was kind of that, 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 uh, familial, uh, gathering, you know, the way that team was, it was always very tight and stuff. And, you know, you mentioned a couple of the guys that played, of course, obviously, you know, uh, El Cap, uh, the El Capitan, uh, Tommy Higgins, man, that guy, who, I, you know, that guy was one tough hombre. He could, he could fight. I, I'm trying to remember which year it was. I don't know. Um, there was a year after you, I think it was a year after you. Um, I know it wasn't the year you were there, but we, we were in Boston or Hartford, I think Hartford for, uh, nationals and, the team we were playing against had a guy that was like being scouted. He had like a ton of scouts looking at him and he was a, cause he was a fighter and he was about Higgy's size and he wanted Higgy so bad. And he, you know, he kept ch- talking to him, yelling. I mean, you could hear him and you're in the stands and you could hear him and the place was packed and stuff. And uh, the, we, I mean, they were just yelling. Everyone wanted him to fight him, but Varga would not let him fight him. And this guy was going crazy. He wanted him to drop the gloves because he was being scouted so heavily and stuff. So he wanted to fight against another tough guy and Varga wouldn't let him do it. And he, to his credit, he, he held off. I mean, he took a lot of abuse and, and, in that game from this guy, they was trying to goad him into fighting and I had to laugh. I mean, man, it was just like, he wouldn't do it. We ended up beating those guys. So it was all good. But, yeah. uh, Come out on top, you know, there's no reason to no reason to fret after that, I guess. Yeah, no question. So now also another guy you talked about too, Corey Abaglin. That guy was fast. And yeah. some good hands too. Yeah. And again, he was part of that um that national team uh, when they'd won um as that core group when they were younger. Um, he was just one of those guys. Uh, I, I just know because you'd walk into the rink and they because they all played at that same rink, um, you know, before they made the junior team when they were, you know, 15, 16, or maybe even younger. And um, you look, um, and all their names are up there with, with the national title. So you look, and, you know, you get to know the guys on the team, like, oh, you're a national champion. Like, but you're a national champion. Or, like, where they show up to the games and they wear the ring, you know. And it's just, uh, you know, it's a bit of a um, prestige, you know, we see guys that wear that, you know, or, you know, that have that. And then um, it was funny because um, I had actually, uh, uh, just to kind of jump in my story a little bit, I was on the team. Um, and then Varga decided he only wanted two goalies. He sent me home. We don't need a third one. And I said, okay, I go home and actually started playing for uh, Daring Huskies. And uh, all those guys would talk about was like that they lost the national championship to all those boys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, uh, and they, they were still bitter about it. It was like, it was like a year or two later. And uh, like, they all said like, are they that good? Are they really that good? I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, they're <laughs> that good. You know, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't win on accident, you know? So, um, you know, I just, um, you know, I, I attribute a lot of that, to obviously, the team, um, the camaraderie, and then the boys coming together. And then I think that just really built the core. And then, um, obviously, just, you know, it was, you know, there was no guy in that team that got by on accident, you know. Um, and then I just, uh, you know, there was uh, Esteban Gonzalez. So you talk about speed. And uh, that guy Woo. was the smallest guy on the team. But, man, was he about three, four times faster than everybody. And, like, he had to be, right? Because yep. <laughs> he was... And he would just fly, and um, and we, of course we call him Speedy Gonzalez, because <laughs> Gonzalez. But it was a lot of fun watching him. And um, as I'm as I'm sitting here, uh, some other guys coming to mind. Uh, Ryan Bond, and uh, oh Bondo, 
yeah. He was the guy, I matter of fact, uh, I had Phil Rauch a couple of podcasts back. I had Phil Rauch on here, and we were talking about that, that Ryan Bond, the only kid that we ever had that actually would uh, sleep in the uh, overhead compartment mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the yeah. trips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was uh, he, he was a smaller guy, and um and uh, what I remember about him, uh, I mean the boys would always say uh, Bond is smooth, you know, like Agent Bond, right? And I uh, just yeah. and that was that was the way he played. Uh, I just remember like you know he catch the pass. Now being um and I, when I say small, I just mean because you know a lot of these guys are over six foot, over two hundred pounds, and Bond is not over six foot. He's not two hundred pounds, but the man had hands. I mean um you know I oh I, yeah, you know what I mean? And uh he you know he he had he was like that sniper, and again just these like position players that like. They went and they found and like we need one of those, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, and uh, for a guy that were this league was mean, it was hard. People hit, people fought. I mean, that was the point of Junior B. Is really what I thought. Um, you know, is um, it was like a rough and tough uh thing. And uh, I'll, I'll say Toledo had that. We had our tough guys, but the guys that didn't fight knew how to like, you know, you ain't gonna touch me. You know, uh, you know, Dan Bujacki, you know, um, Ryan Bond, Gonzalez, these guys that are quick, fast, uh, evasive. You know, it's just um, really, um, it was just, you know, I, again, I sat out 99% of these games, but I watched every single one of these games. I knew all these guys played and, you know, I'll, you know, your job sitting in the stands is to take stats. Uh, so, and that was always, um, you know, I, you just, I, you could see the talent, you could see where these guys excelled and you can see how they flowed together, which is, um, it's almost like um, an artwork or like a symphony. We just have that perfect combination. Um, you know, you have that championship team, whatever. I know we didn't really make the championship that year, but. I just always kind of um, I always remember how kind of special and individualized each of these guys were. And then we get to the other end of the spectrum with Brian Lincoln or Brett Lincoln. I'm sorry. And uh, and uh, when he came in, he was our he was our bruiser and he was uh, he, he was a little older than us. And he, he was the guy that just like I think he, he came down from the upper league uh, halfway through the season. And um, he was just kind of like that big brother that came in that protected us all. And uh, again, it's just like we had every kind of player you needed. I, I, I can't imagine what we were missing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, and that was a, that was a well, uh, uh, balanced team. It, it, as you mentioned, you know, there was a lot of, there was finesse, there was speed, there was also grit and feistiness and stuff. And it's just, uh, it's uh, all different pieces to the puzzle, you know, and that's what you need. You know, you need all the pieces to the puzzle to make it work. Now let's fast forward a little bit here to, uh, towards the playoffs. Now, well, well, before we get into that, I I do want to say I did um I did almost dress for a game and it was the it was a day and I, if Tony's listening to this I'm sorry I got to bring it up but um it was last minute and they just got a new skate sharpener and I remember because you actually turned to me you said I thought you were gonna dress today I said no I didn't but uh, <laughs> but Tony the blade's spinning and it's a brand new blade and you can't tell it's spinning this is a skate sharpening blade and if you're not if you don't know what that is it's a very sharp stone uh, but uh, i remember he's looking he's like oh is that a new is that a new uh is that a new blade and he touches it with his finger uh tony and he just oh <laughs> yeah i remember that now yeah he took Oops. a big chunk out of his finger and like you didn't need the finger to play and he played back up that game but it was just like I thought I thought i was going to play that at least dress that game i got real close and i, I think maybe the game after i sat on the bench um, and I was just, uh, and I, I remember, I think I kind of remember you pointing out like, Hey, you, you got to wear the uniform. Well, I didn't play like, but you got to wear the uniform. And so that's right. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, let's, uh, we could fast forward a bit to the, um, the playoffs. Yeah, um, well, first off, before I get yeah. in there, before I get in there, yeah. let's talk, what were some of the stories you remember from the road? I mean, I'm sure that, uh, you know, what kind of, uh, what kind of goofiness, uh, 
did you guys uh, do when you were on the road? I told you about my experience, which was with Ziggy. But how about you? Did you? Who was uh, in your mind probably the biggest prankster in that bunch? Um, you know, uh, the thing was, is like you know, the uh, the more you, you you screwed around, the more uh, attention you brought to yourself. So you had to be sly. Um, uh, so I think, um, you know, I, maybe not on a road game, but I, I remember that uh, uh, Vargas started cracking down on, um, you know, uh, curfew. And uh, normally, you know, whoever's your uh, your home based parents, or the people you're staying with, it's their responsibility to get you home before was it like 10 or 11. Some some hour that 18, 19 year old boys aren't going to be home. So um, mm-hmm. and I and I remember um, that uh, Vargas decided to call um on like a on a night that like we had the night off and uh, he called all you know, all the defensemen and I think and uh, it's funny because again um Philip Rauk who's just uh, the man you know the, the man could not be shook <laughs> but like uh, he was like the only one I think him and um uh, Oshalek, uh who uh, you know uh, Osh also played um football so he's kind of had you know he had he always had a lot going on so I don't I I really I really couldn't imagine him going. And partying on top of all that, but um, I was just, I was pretty much just those two, but uh, pretty much the entire defensive uh, unit was caught out past curfew, and um, the the coach made a point and he sat the entire defense, and it was just like, and we had forwards playing D, and I just remember like you know because normally you have like three or four guys in the stands and not playing, not dressing, and I remember just like we had nobody and we, and we played like um, one of those throwaway games of the teams that we usually rally up six, nothing. And we were having a tough time with no defense and goalies were getting peppered by, you know, and I, I just remember that being like, you know, none of us could admit that like, cause I, I got in trouble too, but obviously it didn't affect anything. We had a third stringer, but um, none of us could admit that like, Oh man, we probably should have been home by curfew. Instead it was like, man, coaches are being jerks you know, like, <laughs> you know like, what they're, they're blowing this game for us man and blah blah, blah. so um that was the, one of the bigger things i remember um other than that it was just um the hotel rooms were always just uh you know before the curfew uh you know they, they give us two or three of us to a room and it's uh how quickly can you run into each room and like you know knock everyone off the bed and like flip over the mattresses and run out as fast as you can <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then they're like, "What the?" F-? They, it, it's that. I just remember that kind of like, um, we were just big kids, really. You know, we we just, uh, you know, being older teenagers, some of us twenty, and um, you know, and uh, speaking of, um, I, you know, I keep kind of bringing up guys, but um, another talented young man who was only sixteen, who was the youngest guy on the team, was uh, Nate Urbaniak, and um, yep. I, I I just remember that that guy. He was uh, he could just come in and um, he would do this loop around the back of the net uh, i wish i could show you but but uh, i'm sure you remember but he come oh, yeah. in and he cut to the left and he curve all the way around of course the goalie goes down does the paddle down or he goes down he blocks the bottom of the net and by the time he comes around you know nate's got the puck on a stick wherever he wants and he just roofs it every time and um and one of my favorite things i remember he would he'd tell him hey i'm gonna knock your water off i'm gonna knock your water off and he'd he'd roof it, knock the water off. And that was just kind of like his thing. And I remember just thinking like, man, that kid's 16, <laughs> you know, like just destroying these guys. So that was just some of the fun stuff I remember. Yeah. He's a, he's a doctor now. I remember them saying he was smart outside of the rink. I just, <laughs> oh, he, dude, he was Ivy league smart. Seriously. He, and I think he did go to, to an Ivy league school. And uh, then he went into, he went to uh, medical school and I think as of right now, because I ran into him about a year ago, a little less than a year ago, uh, and he was doing his, he was finishing up 
uh, his med school and he was going into his residency and uh, yeah, he was, I think he's going to work in, I don't know if he's in anesthesia, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's going to, yeah, he's a doctor now. So he's, uh, he's doing that. So, you know, good on him. He's here in Toledo. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think as far as what else I know about him, but yeah, I think uh, I, I ran, I'm trying to think of where I ran into him. Like I say, about like a little less than a year ago and he had long hair. It was funny. He, he, had, had, long, he, he yeah. had the long, you know, beautiful blonde hair when I remember, but again, he was 16. And so, well, um, his, hair, his hair, his hair is more like now it's more, he had it like cut, like uh, parted on the side and combed over a little bit, mm-hmm. but now it's just flat straight. And he had a, uh, not a, not a man bun, but kind of yeah. on it. So I'm like uh, going, Nate, Nate, but uh, yeah, he's doing that stuff now. So good for him. But yeah. Yeah, he was like, I always figured he would either be like a physician, uh, a, a, a chemist, or a serial killer. You know, <laughs> it was going to be one. Some of those hyper-intelligent guys where you don't know what to do with all that intelligence, right? Exactly, exactly. So I was like, yeah, it's scary, but no. Nate, Nate, oh, good old Nate, he's a good man. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, well, I, um, while, we're, while we're going down the memory lane, I know we're, we're trying to get to the cup here in a minute, but uh, I just wanted to, um, another cool thing. Um, Again, because I get this team just had these little like quirks and things. Was uh, John Sitton, the goalie from uh, Anchorage, Alaska? Yes. He tried out, yeah, he tried out for the. And again, this is uh, and, uh, this is more just to explain like um, why I didn't deserve to play. <laughs> really, was how great these two guys were. Again, Tony Corsini, national champion. And again, he's part of that core group. And then they've got they pulled in John Sitton, who um, and again he was uh, he, he was such a character. And I, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he's he's still very um, direct funny and just like just i yeah i just i don't know I, but uh he just uh, again two guys that I, just, I i couldn't help but respect them and um i just couldn't help but understand why i wasn't starting i was like well, of course they're <laughs> if he's not gonna play he's gonna play but uh one of the things uh sin could do he had um the martin brodeur hands he could pass that puck from goal line to you know center center ice and um as we we're talking about urbaniac i just started ma- i started remembering a couple of those games where he just Launch that puck and Urbaniak would go flying, and it was he'd get assists, and it was just like that's not what junior B goalies do. Um, I think he played for the um, um, the junior A team that was uh, at that rink for the, the moment, and uh, they cut him. So he's like, fine, I'll play on the B team. More like I guess if I have to, and I'm like, <laughs> and uh, but uh, you know, but uh, but but when he, um, he no, he had that he had that um, uh, that personality of um of a goaltender was just like um, nothing got to him. You know, like uh, he nothing nothing bothered him. And then, um, if you want to talk about uh, some crazy things, um, the last thing I remember was when he got in the fight and we we're in the playoffs, and he, he <laughs> met the goalie at center ice. And uh, the two of them, uh, which I've only seen in professional hockey, but yeah, <laughs> that's the only ever time I've seen uh, a goalie fight another goalie was John Sitton. But again, you gotta he have. Actually, he left the, He left his his crease and yeah. went across down the ice to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Re- I remember that distinct because I remember I w- uh, the president of USA Hockey came out on the ice to stop the game, and yeah, ended up sending. I remember that now. Yep, and sent the uh, sent the teams to their locker rooms. And I remember Varga had to go. They had an emergency meeting the next morning because uh, we faced a lot of problems with uh, with USA Hockey because of that. And so Varga had to go in there and try to smooth talk things over. 
to smooth things over. It wasn't easy, but uh, he, uh, yeah, it was something else. But the thing I remember most too about Sitton, and I think I told this to Phil Rauch, and he even remembered, uh, Sitton had the knack when on road trips of leaving presents in other teammates' bathrooms. Yeah. Yep. No, I mean that. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm saying yeah nonchalantly because I'm like yeah that that that's sitting you know <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, he's just that that's just how he was man I um he just it, again it was just um you know uh, both him and Tony had uh they're di- they're different ver- uh, different sides of the same coin um I played a very um intense style I played a very intense game of intense work ethic both those guys uh, seem to have it figured out you know and they both seem to like when the ga- game time came. Nothing was going to shake them. Nothing was going to bother them. They're going to stop the puck and get ready for the next shot, you know. And um, I just remember uh, that was just like that that suave and that finesse. There's just like that. Um, and again, I think that's just kind of something you get over, you know, both those guys probably played since they were five or six or younger even, um, you know, me starting much later. And uh, just you get enough shots, you stop enough pucks, you know, eventually you get that swagger. But um, both of them, I mean, Sitton had it where he was um, the laser focus, get in there. Tony had that, like, cool godfather kind of get in there and just you know everyone everyone knew that it was fine back there um talking about the um uh, the higgins family uh i remember that i was speaking to tommy's mom one time and uh, we were talking about tony and she goes tony can do whatever he wants because uh there was uh, there were the national championship game i guess uh again these are stories of stories <laughs> i'm sorry if i'm missing details but um yeah uh, mrs uh, mrs higgins tells me that um tony uh that Tommy gets a penalty, trips a guy, does a real stupid penalty, and they get a penalty shot. Tied game where they had the lead, is just you know, and Tony stopped the Tony stopped the shot, you know, saved the day. And she said, ever since then, I've trusted Tony to be in the net and do his job. <laughs> and so it's just uh, you know, again, it was just um, that trust, that build up. It was, just, it was almost like um, the legend that came with him. I, I trusted him, you know, I loved him. But you know, uh, it would it would have been much tougher for me. Um, if these guys were mean, if they were rude, uh, if they were lazy, if they were anything other than great guys, you know. And so um, I just kind of like uh, found myself in this um, unique position of like um, um, I may or may not ever play, but I can just better myself every single time I come out here. And, um, you know, I just uh, I learned from them. I watched them. Uh, you know, they taught me some things. And just like, again, I was just like uh, the things like, like Sin could do, the things Tony could do. I was always like, how do I get that? <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, it's just uh, it's, again that would just take a little more time and a little more effort. Um, um, it, it's funny uh, to fast forward was uh, my style of play is uh, was always kind of like this. Um, I called it athletic. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a Dominic Hasek, throw all your body parts, you know, in, into the area where they're going to shoot. And being uh, I'm six five, I normally could just get over there and block it. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty athletic. And um, Tony and Sin were always trying to tell me like play the position, cut down the angle. You know, like you, you don't need to dive over there, man, Like you're killing yourself. Like you're bigger than both of us combined. Just get <laughs> down. You know, and it was just, I remember just being like, um, no, my, my athleticism. Well, I, I, I trusted my athleticism more than I trusted my angles and my, um, my experience. And, uh, it wasn't until, um, I tried playing, um, many, many years later, uh, I hadn't played in about five, six years. I threw on the pads and, um, I went out there in my late 20s trying to do that athletic style, and um, I, after like two minutes of warm up, I'm like, I- I'm gonna die. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it's like doing burpees, you know, for like two and a half minutes straight. And I was like, oh my god, like what happened? 
And I'm like, that's right. I can't wear, you know, 50 pounds of equipment and just, you know, kicks, roll and dive. And so you know, that stuff looks good on TV and film. But like at the end of the day, you want to stop the puck. So that's that's really my big takeaway from that. Wow, that is too cool. Um, you know, now let's talk now a little bit about the playoff run you guys had that year. Um, you guys, uh, the team, we we really we we really had a like again a really good team. We had um, I'm trying to remember. We had uh, the uh, oh gosh, who who was it that we played in the that because the Gold Cup. That year was in was that in Peoria or St. Louis? It was in Peoria, and I yeah, just remember, and we, I just, yeah, I just remember because we went to the steak place uh, when we made the playoffs, and it was like, a oh big yeah, deal, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was a big deal. I'm telling you, that's that's the that's the number one. I'll be honest with you, that is the number one reason why I remember not only remember you, but I remember that whole night, mm-hmm. and and it was so special. I mean, because I'm telling you, Ben. Everybody on that team was probably more excited about that event, or what happened that night, than the game the next the game the next day. Hands down, they were they were much more excited. Because, yeah, I mean, go ahead. I, I want to hear it, but go ahead. No, well, I'm just saying. You know, we we knew we were going to be we were going to go to the nationals. We already knew that that night. So. We went out, so we went out to the steakhouse and got dinner, and it was uh, Brian Kinsella, Chris Bart, well, the coaching staff, and we're all talking and stuff, and then the players, you know, being the goofballs they are, everyone's having a swell time, and then we're all in, we're we're not in a private room or anything, we're out um, in there amongst the people, but all our tables were by each other, and right. it was uh, it was something else because. Brian Kinsella stands up, and usually it would be Varga that would do something like that. But uh, but Kinsey got up there and started talking about, you know, everything. And then he makes the announcement. He said, I wanted to tell you guys, we decided to ins- do something unusual and allow the players to pick the starting goalie for tomorrow's game, for the championship game. He said, and I'm going to tell you, the vote was unanimous. He said, our starting goaltender for the Gold Cup championship game tomorrow, Ben Wright. And the entire restaurant exploded. (laughs) What was your, what was going through your head when you heard all of that? I mean, how did you process all that? I mean, um... I, I, I guess to kind of lead up to it, you know, um, the situation was, you know, St. Louis had already clinched the division, and then uh, that was one ticket into the Nationals, and then winner of the Cup game goes to the Nationals. So when we won a spot in the final to play St. Louis, it didn't matter if we lost, we were still going to go. I remember thinking, like, um, we'd already kind of started celebrating. You know, um, you know, I was, I was happy for everybody. Um, one of the things I remember was... Um, Jesper and Majesty, who came from um, uh, Grand, Grand Rapids. Rapids, and their coach came on the bus after they won that game, and he he, jumped, he grabbed because he he traded them away right before you know the deadline, so that they had a chance to do better than what they were on the team. Their team had done so hot that year, and I remember him jumping on the bus and remember him hugging everybody. I remember um, you know we were doing uh, impersonations of the coaches and stuff, you know, and <laughs> we're all laughing, you know, and just it's just like 
we could finally let her hair down, you know, I was, and, um, we're out at dinner and uh, I'm, I'm sitting with the guys and, um, and just like, uh, I, I didn't really thought about it, you know, and, um, you know, I, I kind of put ever playing outside my mind, you know, um, the fact that I hadn't played in the regular season, um, you know, I kind of let, you know, and then, um, I mentioned, you know, when Tony cut his finger, you know, I, I still didn't really play immediately. Uh, you know, I was like, you know what? Um, I know my role. I know what I do here. And, um, I'm happy. I love these guys. I want to. I want to see where we go. And I was, you know, I was convinced we we're going to win the national championship. I wanted to go all the way. And, um, you know, as we're kind of writing this out, um, we're at dinner, and uh, I just remember uh, we're all flirting with the waitress, you know, because we're cool guys. And <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, get, get, I'll have another, I'll have another coke, please, you know. And so, um, you know, and we're, we're having these steaks and whatever. And then, um, all of a sudden, you know, when he, he kind of stands up, and he says that I don't even. I don't even know what to say. And I was just kind of like, uh, and it was like, I just remember a lot of the guys, you know, there's guys I was really close with like brothers. There's guys that were like, you know, like fan with me. And there's guys that like, you know, I knew had my back, whatever, but like to know that everybody wanted that in that. And everybody was just like, we got to get him in there. You know, like, like he has a chance. Like it, the game doesn't matter. Like, you know, he, he can play. Right. And, um, you know, and, um, I, n- I never really thought anybody was like trying to keep me down. As I kept mentioning, both those goalies were incredibly talented. There's no reason not to play them. And so um, to know I just kind of like I stuck it out to know that like, um, you know, it was uh, I guess a couple different feelings. One was um, like, oh, hell, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> another, <laughs> you know, another one was just like, oh, my God, they're going to put me in a very important game against one of the toughest teams. In the league. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, you know, th- th- some of those feelings. And I, I was just like. Uh, you know, I I want to get ready. I want to get excited. It's just I just really don't have the words other than it was just. Um, I mean, you know, I kind of look back and like I, I didn't last very long in the game. Um, you know, it was just uh, they, they came hard, they came fast, and um, I remember like somebody tipped a goal in on me too, and uh, from my own team, and they were just like boom. And um, but uh, I just remember you know the moment right before, and uh, as you bring it up now and you're asking me about it, and just to have those guys even care, you know, I, I, my head was in, we got to win this championship. We got to go to nationals. And to think that like everyone else's head was like, let's give Ben a chance. Let, let's at least get him in there, you know? And so, um, it felt great. Um, you know, I, I remember I called my mom, I called my brother. I'm like, you got to come down to Peoria <laughs> like tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like, like, I'm, I'm playing They're like, what? Like, I'm playing, come there, be there. And so, um, you know, I just, uh, I just remember the warm up. I was feeling good, and then uh, the other thing I really remember about that game was um, the opening ceremony took forever, and it's just yeah. like you know like the the national anthem and the announcements and everything, and that's um, where it's just like um, I, I was so nervous. Um, you know, I didn't I, again. You know, as we've talked this past, uh, you know, you and I for like an hour now, um, this team was something else. You know, and uh, this team was the best of the best, and I'm talking about the Cherokee and. Uh, so to also it was just like now now I got to be there and now I got to be part of it. It was just um, I uh, you know I was, I was a little overwhelmed and I was just um, it feels good to know that it's still remembered, <laughs> you know, 16 years later um, as something that any anybody thinks about. Uh, to me, it was um, it was a pretty big moment. Um, it was uh, it was I guess I was a little embarrassed, but uh, to know the that moment before was so big and so important, and um, to know that, you know. Whatever it was that I brought, whatever it was I was doing, um, you know, I, I, you know, you hear stories of like other third string goalies, and it's like, um, uh, yeah, we all hated him, you know, <laughs> like, he was, he, you know, he was he was that guy we made fun of, you know, like oh he never played or whatever, and uh, 
you know, it's just like um, his job was like in case both guys got hurt and couldn't make it and all, you know, whatever, then maybe he'd play, you know, it's like um, instead it was like um, I was just kind of fixed into a situation. And I guess I felt good that um, they wanted such a high cal, you know, that the goal, you know, the goalies were so great that the third string had to be pretty good, too. So, um, you know, I just well, kind of like, you know, reiterated all my feelings about why I stayed there that long. Well, let me tell you something. The reason that they uh, thought about carrying or had a third string goalie, uh, a third goalie, not third string, you're still on the Cherokee. So you are <laughs> not, you're, 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 you're the number three goalie. You're not third string. Um, but uh, the uh, reason they had a third goalie a lot, and Varga did that a lot after what happened was a couple seasons prior, uh, we had a goaltender, Andy Reynolds, and uh, he was the only goalie. Our other goalie was sick with the flu or something. He couldn't go. Anyway, he was sick. So uh, Andy Reynolds was our other goalie. He was really, really good also. And so we had him in the lineup against Metro. And one of their guys ran him and uh, took his knee out. So one of our top scores, offensive guy, no, no, not a defensive bone in his body. Ryan Potts was uh, the best, some of the best hands I ever seen in my life. He went on to play minor league hockey a little bit and uh, stuff uh, for Fort Wayne, where which is his hometown, and he played with the Comets for a little bit uh, and uh, stuff. But anyway, he was like gutsy enough to say, "Hey, I'll put the pads on." So he wow. put on the pa- he put on the pads. And we ended up getting a, I think we lost in overtime. We ended up, he ended up uh, playing the uh, over, I think I'd say about almost half the game. Cause it happened. I know it happened near the end of the second period and he played all of the third and it, he got, they get, they scored a goal on him and it was like, Oh boy, here we go. But then the team just rallied around him. So, you know, once that happened, you know, it was like, okay, we can't have that happen again. You know, so he because he served as the backup, he dressed as the backup and uh, ended up having to go in. So, you know, and that took guts. I don't care who you are. I mean, that took guts, it, especially it at easy. that level. No, it's not, which is, which <laughs> it is why easy. I, it's, it's not fun if you don't know what you're doing. And uh, that's that takes courage for sure. Well, that's why I respect you more for what you did and what you went through because of the fact that it's not easy to go from not playing to all of a sudden you're starting the uh the gold cup game and stuff so that's not an easy thing so i that's why i say i tip my hat to you now i mean like i said the the the, i just like i said i remember i'll never forget the look of shock on your face when, (laughs) when they announced it when kinsey announced that i'll never forget the entire and i'm not talking about just our team and our and our uh families that were there I'm talking about everybody in the place. There were people because they because you know Kinsey, he's loud. So when he was talking, they heard it. And when he went through that whole thing, the entire the entire restaurant went nuts. And I mean, it was really nice. It was one of those real like to me that was what it was a memorable moment uh, for not just for you. But I think for a lot of people, you know, it's like, yeah, you, 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 might re- you might forget the odd goal or the odd fight or whatever, this play or that play. But you, no one, no one forget, was going to forget that because it was that big and that special. 
and it really rung up. It really struck a chord with a lot of people. And, and again, it just goes to, you know, that's why you, you know, you don't quit because good things can happen to good people. And I think that's the reason why so many people thought that when it came to you. Right. And, um, I, I appreciate that so much. Um, you know, I, I can't, um, thank you enough for helping me relive this, uh, this moment. And, um, you know, and actually, uh, like, I, like I'll be honest, you know, um, you know, a spoiler alert for those of you not, you know, listening that weren't there. Um, you know, I, uh, I played probably about 10 minutes of that first period. Uh, they scored two quick goals and then they, they pulled me right away. It was like four shots, two goals. And they're like, you know, and Vargas like pull them and, um, you know, you know, try to reserve the game, whatever. I don't think they, you know, they didn't end up winning or anything, but, um, you know, they gave me the shot and then, um, it just, the, the goals were so quick. I think they were back to back within a minute. Yeah, they were. And, um, you know, and I was just like, um, you know, and that, that was the part I remembered. Um, you know, I also remember, you know, after the, you know, after in between periods, uh, I came off the ice, uh, my brother gave me a hug and he's like, I'm sorry. I said, don't be, you know, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, so the, no, that was just a lot of, that was the heavy part that I held on to. Um, you know, I thought like, maybe I could have prepared better. Maybe I could have done more, um, you know, and, um, to hear you tell me that everyone knew I worked harder than I, than I should have. And that, uh, you know, for a third, you know, a, th- a third goal, well, as you say, um, it really makes me feel good to know that that moment was something that was um, not just a part of, but like I helped create and that everyone remembered. So I, I, I thank you for that. And um, it, it'll really change my perspective on that, that moment and that memory moving forward. Well, it, it should, because you, you, like I say, you put the work in, so there's no, you know, like I say, there's, it, it, it wasn't easy to walk into that cold and, and, you know, like, you know, you can talk about that, but thing is, is that, how could you prepare for something you didn't know was coming, you know? You, and it's not like you got you had a, a whole week of practice to prepare for it or anything like that. Or, you know, someone told you, hey, you know what? If this situation plays out, you might get to play. No one said n- nothing. It was cold. It was just, boom, here it is. And it was like, okay. And not only that, you basically only get the night to, to sleep on it, and that's it. You know, next uh, early afternoon, you're in there. And so, you you know, that's not like you can prepare for anything like that. But that's what all that hard work did was to prepare you for something like this. And that's something that carries on more than hockey. That's right. the thing. No, and absolutely. Now, that's why I can't, you know, like I said, I just admire your, the, the, your, your work ethic, your stamina, your attitude, because that is going to dictate uh, how well you do in life. I don't mean in terms of your job title. I just mean in terms of being a, a, a rock-solid person, a person that, you know, can uh, uh, get through life and uh, be able to pass those those traits on to your children. Now, you have a little one, don't you? I do. His name's Chase. He's got a, a birthday coming up August 2nd. He'll be three. And um, he's, oh uh, yeah, you know, um, it's funny, you know, you, you talk about these uh, these values and these things um, that you, you hope and you want to pass on to you know your children um and uh with him um you know i uh what i've you know it's as you kind of explained a bit um you know one of my other attributes or one of the things i bring um be it a team or you know a conversation with you i hope and uh you know wherever it was um i i try to always bring um a little bit of joy Uh, i usually do that through humor um but i i try to bring just a little bit of joy and a little bit of love and a little bit of everything um so that you know i i always hated um you know when i first started playing hockey uh, as an example 
um, I was so nervous. I was so scared and I didn't know anybody. And uh, you know, a lot of guys can be jerks, you know, off the bat. And, um, and I, I, I hated it. Like, cause like, you know, we're all here to, cause we love hockey. You know, you, you yep. and I are doing this podcast cause we love hockey, you know, and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's for nothing else. Um, you know, it's, uh, and my, you know, my goal was just to play as long as I could. So when I got to these different teams or whatever, and I just, I, I always wanted everyone to feel accepted and everything. And, um, I, love that team so much and they had such a good um camaraderie and a good like family mentality that I was just like I, I wanted to just add to that and um so talking about my son is that I wanted so badly just to um you know I I, I decided I, I'm gonna give him just all the love I have <laughs> and I, you know mm-hmm. I just, you know all parents say that but um I just um I don't want him to my, my goal was always to have him have no fear and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you know, we talk about the situations, things come up, um, you, know, you get, you get thrown into a game to play or, um, you know, uh, bad things happen, good things happen, but, um, the best thing to roll with it, um, you know, you can prepare with your hard work, um, you can get ready for these things. But my goal was always that I wanted him to be fearless. And I don't mean that he fears nothing, but that when I'm not there to catch him when he's flying off the jungle gym or jumping in the deep end of the pool and scaring me half to death. Um, what I always wanted is that I want him to be fearless. I want him to know that he's going to be okay with or without me. And, um, you know, I, I think I just, by giving him as much love as I can, he's, he's a very rambunctious guy, but, um, I love watching him jump from something. You know, it, it's very scary as a parent to see your kid do something you've never seen him do before. But then when you see him succeed and you see him do it, it's just like, Oh yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted you know, like oh, I wanted him to do that on his own. I want him to. So, um, I don't know if I'll um, push him to play hockey if he wants to. I'd be very excited. Um, my dad was from Canada, so it was always a big deal. Uh, my parents um, had met because uh, he uh, he played hockey. My mom was a big hockey fan, and she thought that was pretty cool. And so, <laughs> I always say that's uh, that's why I exist is hockey. And so, um, that's just uh, so. I don't know if I'll push him to play hockey necessarily. It's incredibly expensive um, until you get to that junior level and they start buying some stuff for you. But um, if I could do it all over again, even though I love playing goalie, you know, right when I got to that junior level, I was like, man, I was um, I was six five and I was I was two four, you know, I was two two twenty two thirty. I would have been a really good defenseman. <laughs> and there, you know, there, been a, there would have been a couple more spots open for me. I would have done a little bit differently. Um, uh, one thing I remember was the tryout for uh, Toledo. Uh, they had they had just a goalie day and it was um it was like a combine they had us doing push-ups and you know squats and you know vertical jump and all these things and um and there was like i think 75 goalies it was ridiculous you know and for you know three spots and mm-hmm. I ever ever knew tony was coming back and then uh you know the whispers around the locker room were oh that guy's from the junior a team sitting he's he's totally in there's one more spot you know and um so it was just uh, I, I remember that being the real big big thing and um uh, the the way I got in um, was was more flash and obviously I, I had my work ethic and that that got me noticed. Um, but they did this drill where they did these shots from the the point. They they have uh, the shooters come down and they shoot from like the blue line, big hard mm-hmm. slap shots, and you could stay in, take a couple shots and roll out. And um, I remember even Tony. I remember Tony told me he was like when I saw you do this save, I, I knew I knew you were in. But um, I did like a stack the pad to the left, and the next guy came and he shot to the top, and I did I rolled the stack pad and I caught it, and uh, you got and uh, the the one thing you can get you know as a goalie you know uh, goalies can't win games but we can save games, and so um, the best noise or reaction you can get is silence, where it's like ooh, <laughs> and so I, I just that that moment um, will always stick with me. I always remember that, and um, I just remember it was just uh, 
I needed something. I was like, show them something that no one else can do. And I, you know, I, I went all in and uh, dove all the way to the left, rolled over, and I caught it. I remember everyone, everyone made a big kind of like a, a little simmer went over the crowd, and then I got out and I felt good about myself. And so uh, to have these guys um, even uh, care about me or whatever, um, I guess it feels good to know that um, the work and the effort I put in and the love and the, um, the appreciation I put for those guys, because I've respected all these guys that I played with. Um, you know, I think um, it was really cool to see, um, you know, uh, that's about as close as I'll ever get to playing professionally, you know, but um, it was just cool to see how that worked and how it all came together. And um, we had that system. Um, it's just cool to be a part of it in any way. Now, do you see yourself ever wanting to get an itch to coach, whether it be little guys or or, or higher up? No, I have coached a bit. And um, and uh, it's, it's more just like... Um, because I, I love it. It's, it's more like um, dropping by the rink. Um, I, obviously, right now, it's it's not the best-case scenario with, you know, a pandemic and things closing down. But, um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I, I, I believe what will probably happen is um, wherever my son decides to play, be it soccer or basketball, football or hockey, um, that's what I'll coach. Um, you know, I just, um, again, I'll, I'll try to bring the fun and uh, just, you know, I think uh, you bring enough fun to it uh, at a young enough age, uh, it won't matter. And, you know, the, the, win, on, the win on their own time. So um, I, I think so. Um, I, I just always uh, what I always saw was there was guys that coached that either, um, you know, I'm talking goalies specifically, so goalie coaches. Um, there were guys that either um, they had their own style and their own way they did it. You know, everyone's, um, you know, the butterfly goalie, uh, stand up goalie, whatever, you know, whatever the school thought is and um you know they're they're very specific to what it was and it was and that's what they wanted um if i ever did coach um i just want anybody that's a goalie to know that like it's you know when you're when you're flowing and you're stopping pucks and you're shutting guys down that's there's no rush like that in the world and um you know i'm I'm an adult now i've I've had my fun um there's nothing that compares to that and um you know i think um if i could pass a little bit of that on a little bit of fun um yeah i definitely would love that that's awesome. I can see you doing that. I really do. And I hope you're able to do that because I think people would really benefit from what you have to offer, buddy. Well, I tell you what, Ben, man, it's like, it seems like it's only been 10 minutes. It doesn't even <laughs> seem like it's been an hour, but, uh, I got to tell you, it's been, it's been really fun talking to you and getting to catch up again and stuff. And, uh, Man, I tell you what, uh, keep an eye out on Facebook and everything like that because we're going to be putting together a, an alumni game. And that'd, that'd be really cool, absolutely. I that and stuff. So, you know, that's that's the goal here. So we want to get as many guys in here as we can, uh, especially from the older teams because we're going to divvy it up. We're going to have some the older guys play the older guys and the younger guys play the younger guys because we can't, we can't hurt those older guys. Come on now. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, the idea being, though, is that because, I mean, yeah, we want to get you out on the ice and have some fun, but also just the idea of, of getting together and, and having a couple pops and talk, talking and uh, telling, uh, re- reminiscing and telling tall tales and all that good stuff. And uh, that's that's the whole idea behind it. So be, be please stay tuned for that, because we will definitely keep you in the loop for it. All right. No problem. I would I really appreciate that. Um, anybody that passes through this podcast door i hope they uh fill you with uh 
you know, great stories. And, um, I just really appreciate the conversation, man. You took me down memory lane and, um, I, I didn't realize how much, um, I remembered <laughs> until we started talking. So thank you. Yep. Well, thank you again. You know, and you, you added some things in there too, especially with the players, because it's like, I know all those names. I know all those guys. I mean, whether it was Jax or, or Abby or Higgy or whoever, but it's just, it's just piecing them in the proper years because they all run together now for me. You know, I mean, when you've done this for 20 years, like I did, it's like, yeah, that you remember the guys, but the years kind of run together and who played for which coach and that and the other thing and stuff. So it can, it can be a little crazy, but uh, I tell you, it was, a, it was just a lot of fun talking to you. And I know you want, we were supposed to originally have Mike Maneri be on this with us, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Maneri probably got a better offer. So no. <laughs> Uh, I, I would say maybe a lady friend knowing him, but I, yeah. you know, I wouldn't take uh, it personal. That, uh, yeah, that's, that sounds like him. And, of course, his claim to fame is he's the only Cherokee player I know, at least that I know of yet, because I've been gone from the organization properly for about three years. But he's the only one I know that actually won the reverse raffle as a player. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that, that's a legend and another story for another time. But I uh, definitely need to – to ask him what happened that night that he he won the raffle. <laughs> <laughs> I better have the seven-second delay button on ready for him. But uh, anyway, <laughs> well, I tell you what, Ben, I appreciate this a ton, buddy, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And, uh, hey, we'll stay in touch, all right? Thanks, man. I'll be around. Be good. All righty. Well, that's going to do it from here. Again, we thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the Cherokee Rewind. And, of course, this being Episode 9, it drops every Wednesday and Saturday, of course, this being the Saturday edition. And uh, be sure to stay tuned. Again, we'll have more of these. You can check them out on my Facebook, on the Toledo Cherokee Facebook, and also over at podbean.com. You just put in Cherokee Rewind. Also, you can go any of the other places you go, whether it be Spotify or TuneIn Radio app, etc. So just go ahead and just throw in Cherokee Rewind and it'll pop right up for you. So be sure to give us a follow and let us, that way you can be notified whenever the next podcast drops. So for Ben Wright, I am Mick saying thanks a lot for hanging out and we'll talk to you again next time right here on the Cherokee Red. Re-